0: Well, God bless you this evening. God bless you and welcome to the Tabernacle Deliverance Sunday evening service. I'm Pastor Wilson. I'm excited about what God is doing for us, with us, and through us, and in the midst of everything going on. I'm just excited to be here one more Sunday afternoon with you. It's so just amazing the things that God has been doing for us, with us. And in the midst of us, regardless of all the stuff going on, and we all know there's so much going on in the world. So much discomfort, so much disagreement, so much, so much, so much, so much, so much, so much stuff. But you know, I, uh, I was thinking about, um, I was thinking, I thought passed my mind after listening to a song a while ago, um, during, la- during the week, and a so thought came to me about something that's really interesting. So, tonight, I want to talk to you about my friend. You know what? Just a few minutes, seconds before we start service, uh, my friend, one of my friends called me, and I told him I had to call her back after. But tonight, I want to talk to you about my friend. I don't know who your friend is, but Jesus is my friend. And I was listening, as I was listening to that song, um, it brought uh, a thought to me about friendship. Because it said, um, in the song, it says, uh, 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 You are my friend. That's what Tisha Cobb says in her song. You are my friend and you know my name. That's 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 really something to think about. You know my name. And you are my friend. But the thing about that is, do you know the name of the Lord? Do you know his name? and are you his friend because we say in the song you are my friend and then he says you know my name oh that's interesting i like that you you know my name and you are my friend but the thought come back again do you really know the name of the lord how powerful it is how effective it is And is it really part of your life? And are you really his friend? Because we're saying in a lot of these songs that the Lord is our friend. So tonight I wanna talk about my friend. Get your Bible and go to the book of Isaiah chapter 41 and verse eight and let's begin. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I come before you in the behalf of those that are here watching this broadcast, those that are with me here in the home. I ask that you touch every liberal soul, everywhere they may be that's watching this broadcast, however they may be receiving it. I bind the hands of the enemy on every hand. I claim victory in their life. And they walk with God, and they talk with God, and in their daily living. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember the people over in uh, Iran. Uh, Ukraine. pray. What's going on in Russia? Remembering your prayers, let's go to Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8, and it reads as follows. Listen to this. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have, have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Let's read it one more time. But thou, Israel, art my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Notice, he said that Israel was his servant, Jacob, whom he had chosen, but they were the seed of his friend Abraham. That's something to think about that. Abraham, you read the story about Abraham, Abraham was God's friend. He often talked about his friend to the people of Israel. He called Abraham his friend. Now, he didn't call everybody that served him his friend. That's one of the things I learned when you really read the Bible. You learn that everybody that walked with God was not considered a friend because some of them walked with him to get what they could get out of him. But I read that story, and it tells us that Abraham was the Lord God Almighty. Right. They were buddies. Amen. They were friends. They were buddies. They hung out together. They ran together. Come on, y'all. Y'all know what friends are. When they get together, they have a good time together, and they do different things together. So this is the case here where Abraham and God were friends. The Lord God were friends. Now, there was a friendship with Adam and Eve in the beginning, but they jacked that up themselves. You see, the Lord wants to be our friend. I'll say that again. The song says, you know my name. You are my friend. You got to listen to that song by Tisha Cobb. It's real nice. Asha Cobb. Tasha Cobbs, it's Tasha Cobbs Leonard, that's her name. Okay, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, but the whole thing in this, the, the, this thing is, Abraham was actually God's friend. They had a work, working relationship, and there's something about a working relationship, a friendship. Amen. Because remember, there's all type of relationships. I was talking to my nephew yesterday, and I was discussing with him. He wants to get married, or planning to get married. And I was telling him about marriage. Oh, man, I, 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 I'm an expert on marriage, and I've been married a long time. So I'm, I consider myself an expert, and I'm still married. Nah, just yell, I'm still married. However... At the situation here, you look at that Abraham was God's friend. Uh our God had chosen Jacob and Israel was his servant, but God made plain. He wanted everybody to know. He wanted everybody to know. He wanted everybody to know that Jacob, I mean that that Abraham was his buddy. That's I mean, y'all not y'all not gasping what I'm saying. We talk about Almighty God. We're talking about almighty God getting around your head, wrapping around your head what I'm trying to get at today is to tell you that Abraham was called. God would say, I'm going to see my friend Abraham. And angels just ain't God going down and check out Abraham. You're going to hang out with Abraham today. The Bible talks about in the cool of the day the Lord came down. That's the scripture. It's not make-believe. The Lord came down on a cooler day to hang out. See, the thing about friendship is very unique. I'm not talking about There is no such thing called a one-side friendship. I know people say, people have one-side friendship, they love relationship. There's no such thing. Either they're your friend or not. That's the difference. You trying to get them to be your friend and them being your friend is two different things. You can't get nobody to be your friend. They have to choose to be your friend. I'll say it again. They have to choose to be your friend. I remember when I was younger, I always tried to get one of the people to be my friend and I go out of my way to get their friendship but they didn't want to be my friend so I was just wasting my time. I had to learn the hard way. God would give me a scripture about say, stop it! They ain't interested in what you're doing. They're not interested in fellowshipping with you. They're not interested. But my friends out there, let's be friends. Let's walk with God together. Let's talk with God together. Let's live before God together. Oh, yeah. Like I say, I always give you all the corny messages, but they're true. So Abraham walked with God Ah, uh, Israel was God's servant. God had chosen Jacob, but it's just the best part. It tastes so, it tastes so good to hear this. It tastes so so good to hear this. Daddy Abraham was almighty God's buddy. Now the other thing about friends, friends look out for friends. And that was the case with Abraham and God. Abraham was looked out by God. He looked out to his friend Abraham, and Abraham looked out to the things of God. That's friendship. They had each other back. When people talked about God, Abraham had something to say. When people talked about Abraham, God had something to say. That's friendship. Don't come talk about my friend now. Hold up my friend. We sing that song, Jesus is a friend of mine, but don't know him. How could he be your friend? People sing about Jesus. You know I always tell a story about years ago when Bill Clinton was president. They, they, he was one of the first president. I think they started making this cardboard picture of him. And you can stand by the cardboard picture and take a picture with him and, like if you were right standing next to him. So people would think that you were friends with him. You could take it home and put it on the wall and then y'all are friends. And somebody come to your house and say, oh wow, look at that picture of him and President Clinton. I didn't know you knew him. And you can lie your way and say, yeah, man, I met him a long time ago. Why? Because you got a picture of him on your wall you. Well, we all know technology today. You definitely can do that. So even if it's a real people, we may even question you. <laughs> Because you can do that online with kind of another different program. You go to a and the picture there and print it out and stick it on your world, make like, yeah, I have a buddy. In fact, there's a story about, about me that's true. There's a lady, I don't remember her name. I met her once. I think I met her once. She had a picture of me in her house. I didn't know. We were somewhere, she was there, and she was talking, and she was say, Oh, yeah, I have a picture of Pastor Wells. They used to call me Evangelist Wells. I got a picture of Evangelist Wells. I'm like, I oh, I'm seeing a mess I don't know this woman. But she was somewhere with me and took a picture of me. And I can't remember this to this day where this place was, but she had a picture of me in her house. We was not friends. I don't know, some people like that. Maybe she liked the ministry, the preaching, and when I used I used to be jumping around and screaming and carrying on when I was much younger, I was all excited. Now, well, here I'm not doing all that right now. Uh but uh so she could have taken a picture back then. I was young, I'm talking about 30 years ago. I didn't like great a little boss was there. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. But we weren't friends. Now she may have told people we were good friends. But we wasn't. I know many great men and women of God are great. Some of them are my friends, some of them are my associates. And I do know that. However, all of them are not my best friends. Amen. But Abraham, Abraham and God were friends. That's just, oh my gosh. That's 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 like the ultimate blessing you to be a friend of God. And that that have God as your friend. Now, one of the things I want you to understand about friendship with God—you got to like what God like and hate what God like. You can't be a friend if you can't do that. God like righteousness and hate wickedness. So you you got to be like that. You can't be a, a, a wishy-washy. Hey, you don't have wishy-washy friends. That's why you notice God calls some people His servants. If you really read the Bible, you're going to find out that there were people that God allowed to do certain things for him, but they didn't serve him. Because the Bible said, God will use whom he will will choose when he choose. So therefore, he even used Pharaoh. Go read your Bible. God used Pharaoh. The people didn't even know that. God used whom he chose, but they were not his friends. Let's move on. Let's go now to Psalms 35. Psalms 35. Let's talk a little bit more about my friend. Psalms 35 and 14. Look at that. Let's read it. Let's read what the scripture said there. I All right, Psalm 35 and 14 said, Behold my, I behaved myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I bowed down heavily as one that mourned for his mother. I'll read it again. I behaved myself as though he had been my brother or my friend. I bowed myself down as I mourned for my mother. Friendship, my friend. I bowed myself down. I behaved myself. Listen to what the scripture I behaved myself as if he was my friend. I, I was chummy with him. I talked with him, blah, blah, blah. I behaved myself as if I really knew him or if he was my friend. I didn't treat him like a stranger. So you, 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 you were friends. The Bible said he did. I I, I would have friends, but must show himself friendly. But here in the service, it says he showed himself friendly as if this man was his friend or his brother. Now, brothers on good times, they like to have fun together, they like to cut up and do stuff, they get in trouble together. Those are brothers like that. Like, I remember a time with one of my brothers, one of my brothers, when we were in Florida. we had this balloon fight, we, we had these, I'll never forget that, grown men having a good time with balloons, fight with one another with balloons, it was so much fun. I had a ball, he had a ball. And then I remember the next time we went to Florida, it's always strange, the strange stuff, going. we do, we in Florida. The next time we went to Florida, he was standing in a hotel way, way out and we was driving across out there, out Clearwater. We were going to Clearwater. And while we were driving to Clearwater, we didn't see nothing for miles. I'm saying, it's not, I don't see nothing. I don't see nothing. We don't see nothing. We just driving. Man, come to find out after we got to the hotel to drive him off and stuff to do that, check him in and stuff, we come to find out we could have took another way. It only took 10 minutes. <laughs> we had to crush that bridge all that water. It was so funny. But the scripture talks about how he this in- treated this individual. He behaved before this individual. I as it was his friend or his brother. And he bowed himself as if he was mourning for his mother. So a yearning. It was a yearning that he humbled himself before this man. And he would treat him as if it was his friend. That's just that's, 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 that's something. Now, you know, you don't treat everybody as your friend. Because everybody's not your friend. Everybody don't want to be around you. Everybody don't like that ball spot on your head. Everybody don't like that you or five. Everybody don't want to be your friend. What's unique about this? What's unique about this? Everybody's not friends. You know, I thought I just friends in my mind about uh um homosexual. People think all of them are just friends. They are not all friends. They're not all friends, they don't all hang out together. Hey, some of them are secret undercover and they don't want nobody knowing their business. So everybody's not to me. Or prostitutes are the same way. They don't all hang out. together. You would never know that they were a prostitute. You would never know some of them are because they're not friends. They don't socialize together. Or alcoholics are not friends. They don't socialize together. Or thieves and criminals are not, they do not socialize together because everybody don't want to know their business. Think about that, friends, my friends. My friend here in this scripture is talking about he behaved himself a certain way before this individual. I don't know who the individual was, but he wanted to treat them and make them feel comfortable. That's something we mess up with. We don't treat people to make them feel comfortable. You want people to be your friend? You got to first show yourself friendly. You got to first show yourself as a person to be a friend. Now, everybody's not supposed to be your friend. Stop trying to make everybody your friend. Everybody's not supposed to be your friend. I'll say it again. Everybody's not supposed to be your friend. Make God your number one friend. That, that's gonna take some work on your part. Not on God's part. God already is always already ready to be your friend. Look at that verse one more time. 35 and 14 said. I behave myself as though he had been my friend or brother. I behave myself as if he was actually my brother or my friend, my friend or my brother. Because those two individuals, you act a certain way. Well, you let your, you let the real you show around your friend and your brothers. Sister, they, they gonna know how you is. Y'all, I have a friend. She cracked you to crack me up when she says stuff. I'm about, she used to say something like this. I'm about to go upside your head with a pot. That's that's how she talked. He's from down south. So I'm about to go upside her head. And she used to drive it with her car. In her car, she used to have a stick. And I was in a car with her one day, and this kid came flying out on his bicycle and scratched up her car. Man, that woman got out there. I'm going to get my stick. I'm like, yo, (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble. I said, I just told her, call the police, let the police come there, I'm trying to get her. My friend was something else, she's going to get that car out, that stick, she's going to go to work on that boy. Hey! (laughs) See, uh, because we've been best friends, she's going to let me know how she really is. And I knew how she was. You don't want to get her started, please, please. She's safe, but you don't want to get her started. You don't want to get her cranked up, okay? You don't want to get her cranked up, because she's going to hit you in the head. (laughs) Ah! If she hear me telling the story, she gonna get me. But it's true. She will go upside your head. Ah! Uh, okay. So the smurfs said, "I behaved myself as though I had been, as though he had been my friend or my brother." I bow heavily, as one that mourned for his mother. You got, you got to understand. That if you want friendship, you got to make yourself available for friendship. You have to make yourself available for friendship. That's why God said, draw are not to God. He'll draw out of to you. I'm not talking about you take one step and God to take two. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about you draw an of to God in honesty and truth. He'll draw out of to you. You try to screw him up, he'll leave it to yourself. But this man wanted to uh, uh, acquaint himself with this individual and make himself their friend. Show him as if if they were already a friend. You invite somebody to your house. You feel good about them. You show them. You know. You like. Know, you want them to feel good. Come on, have a, Let's have a cup of coffee together. Here, this is my favorite stuff. Like I have my what I call private stock. That could be some candy or some uh, fancy tea uh, stuff like that. Uh, 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 no, I don't drink alcohol, so it wouldn't be no, no No private stock to me. Private stock is like candy, cookies, uh. So I got three different type of things. Uh, some sausages. I got a lot of stuff that I call private stuff. I don't like to share with nobody. You got to be really close to me to get some of them yummy. Okay, that's it. Uh, everybody got. Come on, everybody got some private things that they don't want. They only special people they share with. So this was this man. He was uh, he, the psalmist was showing that he was doing this with this person, showing him how you treat this friend, and that's important. To treat people right and fear and treat him as your Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 17 and 17. Let's talk more about my friend. Proverbs 17 and 17 is an interesting verse. Look at that verse, Proverbs 17 and 17. Look at that verse, look at that verse. Look at what it says, Proverbs 17 and 17 says, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born by adversity. I'll say it again. Proverbs 17 and 17 say, A friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born by adversity. A friend loves you at all times. A real friend loves you when you've got money and when you're not A real friend loves you when you're up and when you're down. A real friend loves you when everything falls apart and nothing makes sense. A real friend loves you at all times. That's why he called you my friend. That's why when we were younger, we were saying, "I'm going over to my friend's house. I'm going to hang out with my friend." Why? You sing in them out as the people that are close to your heart. A friend loveth at all time, not only when you got that's not a friend the scripture's telling you this. A friend loveth at all time. My friends love me. I don't have to see them. One friend just called me just before I started serving. I haven't talked to him in many weeks. Probably a month or so. Then I have another friend. A husband and a wife, they're best friends, also. And I haven't talked to her. uh, Oh my gosh. I I don't know the last time I talked on the phone. I have no clue. I talked to her husband maybe some months ago, but I don't know the last time I talked on the phone. She called me for my birthday and sung happy birthday to me. That was nice. That, That was nice. But those are friends that you don't have to see all the time. But you remain friends for your whole life. And we've been friends over 30 years. All the friends that I had, listen, listen to this. All of the friends, the real best friends I had, every single one I've had over 30 years. Every single best friend I have, I had over 30 years. Every single one. And I won't go out of my way to go visit them. And I have done that. I have friends, my best friends all live in different parts of the country. None of them live here. None of them live here in New York that I know of. I'm in New York, so they don't live here. My friend is a person that loves me at all times. Your friend is supposed to be a person that loves you at all times. They love you when you're sick. They love you when you're not well. They love you when you're on the top of the world. If you're a billionaire, they still love you. Those are real friends. Not these fake friends. They want to be around you because you have some. Those are not friends. Those are adversaries. Adversaries want to get around you and manipulate what you have. Not friends. Amen. My friends don't do that. Your friends shouldn't do that to you. They ain't not your friend. That's why I tell you, everybody's not your friend. This verse here says, A friend loveth at all times. And the brother out, born to adversity. You can quicker get along with your friend sometime than your own brother. Your own brother may try to do you in sometime. Come on, let's read about Joseph. His brother did not man, but he had friends that looked out for him. Think about that. My friend. Jesus is supposed to be my friend. You got to put yourself there. When you say Jesus is my friend, you got to check out if you really his friend by the life you live. Have you accepted him as your personal savior? You ain't having no friendship with him without being his, him being your personal savior. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. you living in la-la land. If you think the Lord is going to be your friend, and you're not saved, that's not going to happen. Because he's a friend that already pays a price for you to be able to live with him eternally. Bow your head, let me pray for those on for the TV broadcast. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every liberal soul watching this television broadcast tonight. Break every yoke in their life and meet the needs in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. You're not going to be the Lord Jesus Christ, friend, if you have not accepted him as your personal Savior you and obey what the word of God says. It's not going to happen. You're fooling yourself. Look at this verse. It says a friend loveth at all times. But a brother is born for adversity. A brother is born to drive you nuts. But not a friend. That's the thing. A friend isn't born to drive you That's A friend is there to hang out with you. Now, check this out. A friend, some friends, you got, you got to be careful with some of the friends you have, you know. Because if you pick the wrong people you as your friends, so you pick your friends. You pick the wrong type of friend, you going to have people. You're going to be around rapists. Murderous things I could go over the long list. You need friends that God give you. I always tell people ask God to give you the friends when they just say ask God to give you friends because God don't make mistakes, man do. We make mistakes and pick the wrong kind of friends. I've read many stories and know many stories of young people dying before their time because they picked the wrong friends. The friends had no concern about their life, nor their spiritual, nor their well-being. I know many. I know many that died before their time. I know there's some that died when they were 17 years old because they followed the wrong people. I'm not making it up. this really happened. You got to understand that friendship should come from God. If you could get God to be your friend, he'll give you friend. But one of the things that a lot of people miss about my friend, God wants to call you my friend. Not so much you calling him your friend, God wants to say my friend, Joe. My friend, Harry, that's why he called Abraham his friend. Amen. My friend, Abraham, that's heavy. So when he talked to me, he said, that's my friend. You meddling with my friend, you are it with me. That's how God felt about Abraham. God didn't like nobody messing with Abraham or his heritage. He didn't like that. You had a problem. There's something about when you mess with God's friends, you got problems. You're going to be dead soon. I'm not kidding you. Go read your Bible. Those folks that mess with Abraham found grave early. You got to allow God to be your friend, but he only likes righteousness. He only like right living. He doesn't like shady people. God doesn't like shady people. Either you're going to be hot, are you going to be cold. He don't like lukewarm Oh, And I'm the same one. I can't stand lukewarm food. I can't stand warm food. It is going to be hot or it's going to be cold. I don't want no lukewarm. Can you imagine eating warm ice cream? No. God doesn't like anybody that's lukewarm. God wants you to either be hot or he wants you to be cold. He don't want no lukewarm people. When you think about this message, my friend, that when God called Abraham his friend, because Abraham obeyed him and they were friends. That's what I'm trying to get at about my friend. God calling Abraham my friend. He was letting them know, don't meddle with my friend. I'm letting you know. He said that Israel was his servant. Jacob he chose, but he made it plain that Abraham was his buddy. Now you look at this verse here about in, in uh, uh, Proverbs 17 and 7017 17, it says a friend loveth at all time and a brother born adversity. God stuck with Abraham. God stuck with him all the way through. They were friends. Amen. Abraham stuck with the Lord. Abraham had God back, and God had Abraham back. That's friendship. I keep telling people there is no such thing as a one-sided friendship. You trying to make somebody that's going to try to be your friend. They had no intentions, so therefore that's not a friendship. You're trying to make something that don't exist. Friendship is based on a, a, a mutual agreement. That's what happened with Abraham. It was a mutual agreement between him and God. He liked what God liked and God liked what Abraham liked. That's what actually happened. They liked what each other liked. But first of all, Abraham was a righteous man that walked with God. I don't know why he sat me staying on Abraham. But Abraham was a man that walked with God and talked with God. Oh, they agreed. They had a mutual agreement. They were friends. They were buddies. They hung out together. They fellowship together. And that's the relationship friends had. Let's move on. Let's go to Psalm uh, 41 and 9. Psalm 41 and 9 real quick. Psalm 41 and 9. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about my friend. Psalm 41 and 9. And it says, listen to this. Yeah, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, bread, have it lifted up his heel against me. I'll read it one more time. <clears throat> yeah, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, which did eat of uh, my bread, have it lift up his heel against me. See, I, everybody's not your friend. You know that song they sing in church Yeah, Well, not every country they sing it, but they sing. Yes, as I am, I come. Now, we all singing that song. And then they singing, Jesus is a friend of mine. This verse talks about that. This verse talks about his own familiar friend that he sat down and ate at the table with Judas Iscariot. sat down and Judas Iscariot. The Lord still considered him as a friend before he uh, um, ratted him out. You see, Judas Iscariot ratted him out. That's where that rat out comes from. And what happened was, Judas sat at that table and ate with Jesus Christ himself. I'm not talking about just the apostles, but the Lord God's son, Jesus Christ, sat at that table and ate with them. And that's why Jesus said himself, A familiar friend are going to kick up his heel against me. But the thing is, you look at this verse. Everybody, that's why I try to tell people, everybody is not going to be your real friend. Let me tell you something about friendship. Friendship is something that's tested to see whether or not this person is really for you. Everybody's not for you. Everybody's not going to walk with you. Everybody's not going to talk with you. Everybody's not going to be your friend. Everybody's not going to fellowship with you all the time. Let this thing here. He sat at the table and ate of the Lord's bread. Well, yet in his heart, his heart was not a friend of the Lord. You see, a person can come around you physically and sit down and fellowship with you, but their motive in their heart is the opposite. That's why I tell you everybody's not your friend. Everybody's not going to be your friend. I know we all want friends. We want to be around everybody. We want to be around certain people for prestige or whatever nonsense we want. We want people to be around us. But everybody's not to be around you. Everybody's not going to be your friend. Y'all ain't listening to me today. My friend loveth at all times that the scripture said. Amen. God said, Abraham with his money. You got to get yourself there. Friendship is enduring, true friendship. I always tell a story of my pastor. He told a story about his sister. His sister was friends with this lady for years. They were buddies, 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 buddies. Until one day, they went everywhere together, in the streets together, partying together, whatever, they were together. But one day, they went and walked and looked in the window. Back then in uh I don't know, but that's probably the 40s. They looked in the window and they seen this pretty dress. And they you know how girls get together and they say, Oh, yeah, I want to get that one. Yeah, I want to get that one. Well, one went and got the his sister went and got the dress. And when the friend seen her in the dress she told her off, they had a big fallout over that dress. They never ever spoke again in life. Now they were best friends, supposedly a real friend loves at all time that the scripture has declared that's sometimes a friend loves at all time they're gonna correct you when you're wrong but they're gonna love you at all time yeah. they're gonna love you at all time they're gonna love you at all time not sometimes they're gonna love you when everything fall apart they're yeah. gonna love you they're gonna be with you they're gonna try their best to be with you and help you. Look at that verse one more time. Yeah, my own familiar friend. Psalm 41 and I, my own familiar friend, in whom I have trusted. Notice he said, In whom I have trusted. We're sitting up my bread and lifted up his heel against me, but he trusted him. He got the info he needed from them. You see, you got to be careful with people. Once certain people get certain info from you, then they're going to release who they really are. Can't trust everybody. You cannot trust everybody and expect things to work out the right way. You can't trust everybody. That's why you got to allow God to give you friends. Promise to put you your trust in the arms of the flesh, for the arm of the flesh will fail you. They're going to fill you. That's amen. for sure. Amen, amen. That's, that is for sure. Let's move on. Let's go to John 11. Let's run over to John 11 real quick and talk a little bit about my friend. Everybody run around, and call everybody. It's my friend. It's my friend. John 11 and 11. Look at that verse. John 11 and 11. Let's talk about real friendship. These things, he said after that, he says unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleeping, but I go that he may awake. Okay, now, here, we are, one more time. These things, These things said he, after that he said unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I go that I may wake him up out of sleep. Lazarus was dead in our eyes. Lazarus had already been in the tomb, I think, three days. Jesus called him his friend. I'm going over to get my friend. He's sleeping. I'm going over to wake him up. He ain't got no business sleeping this time of day. I want to hang out. I'm going to his house. Well, he didn't go to his house. He went to the tomb. So he we went by the tomb. And everybody said, What's wrong with Jesus? He's lost his mind. Lazarus is dead. Why is this man going over there to start going over talking about going to see his friend? He know he can't go inside that tomb because Lazarus' body stinks now. You know what he told those folks? Oh, what are you stupid or something? I'm the resurrection and the life. I'm the guy. It's me. I'm the resurrection and the life. Lazarus is sleeping, like I said. Now I'm going to show you. I'm going to wake him up. And he went there and said, Lazarus, come off. Well, they looked up and seen the stone roll away. Here come Lazarus. They're like, oh, oh, my gosh, Nathan. oh, my gosh. Oh, 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 oh. How did he do this? He just told you, dummy. He's a resurrection and a life himself. He just told you. I am a resurrection and life. And I'm calling my friend. I want to check my friend. I'm not in heaven now, so he can't be in heaven now. I want to hang out with him here. I want my friend to hang out now. now the Lazarus come out. You, you want to know something that happened after that? Let me tell you, the Jews did their best to murder. <laughs> murder a dead man. That's it funny. After Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, the Jews and the Romans they were trying their best to kill Lazarus, but he had already been dead. Who's trying to kill a dead man? They wanted him dead. Read the story. They still tried to kill him. They tried to kill him again. He's not dead enough. We got to make sure he's dead. But Jesus wanted them to know that Lazarus was his friend and that he was a resurrection of the life. No man comes unto the Father by him. But the point he was trying to say I can't let Lazarus go to heaven because I'm down here and I want my friends to hang out with me here. Now when I go and a son, if he wanna come on yo, that's cool. I don't know when Lazarus officially died. I have no idea. But it wasn't that. That was one of the most unique things about friendship. The Lord didn't want his friend dead. He knew Lotus was going to die so he could go and be glorified when he goes to everybody know he's the resurrection and the life. Amen. And a Rouser is rose from that grave. That was his friend. That's why he said, I'm going to see our friend. Y'all coming? Y'all want to come? I remember many years ago, my pastor had a whole bunch of churches on it, and then he used to have assistant pastor. The assistant pastor uh, went on and started uh, his own separate ministry. So one day, uh, I somehow, some my they must be started in a rumor or something. So the rumor was that the new the uh, assistant pastor was a big time, big time preacher, big time, big time. He was uh, famous like my pastor. So they say he's oh, I'm going by the tabernacle, and uh, somebody you go by the tabernacle. Yeah, after I'm going by. Then. Oh, some of the mother said, I'm coming, I'm coming. So all these people, they running with him. They're coming. Everybody stay sneaking out to door. hundreds the rest of the church. They're, sneaking out the church. They're coming over to Tabernacle. He had a ball when they came. It was really nice. Because they really haven't seen each other in But the whole thing was they were friends and they were excited to be able to get together again. That's friendship. Friendship, real friendship is unique because it's such a unique bond that you have with the person. And you don't want to let that bond go. That's really nice. So Lazarus was called forth because he was the Lord's friend. Yeah. You need to understand your your walk with God and your walk on your job because you when you when you when you at work, you're walking before God. You're supposed to be. See, if you drink and carry on cussing this way, you ain't walking before God. Amen. You're walking before the world. But when you you really say and you got God in your life and he's dying and directing your life, you are doing God's service when you go to work. I don't care if you're a gas pumper, I don't care if you're a toilet washer. Makes no different. You want a job for God. Well, we, we're, we're so wrapped up in certain things and so we can't see the fact that we are we have work for God. We're in the field. them before God because you don't know who's gonna come use that bathroom. That makes you deliverance and cleaning from the cleanliness in the bathroom. You don't know what could go on. Do your job, do it as you were doing it before the Lord. Jesus called his friend Lazarus because he wanted to see his friend. He wanted to see his buddy. Now, after the service today, I'm going to call my buddy back. I got to talk to him. Cut some jokes. Cut up. Joke. I had to tease him sometimes. One time he called me and went to sleep. I was on the phone. I him going, you sleeping? I said, hey, uh, hey, hey, wake up. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, whoa, yeah, yeah. He was asleep. Then yeah, we do one time. And he literally went to sleep, Sydney. I was rolling. That's my friend. You can't, you can't, don't mess with my friend. But I could do it, I get away with it. <laughs> oh, one day he wanted to keep talking, but I was falling asleep, and my head was saying, Tell him you're going to bed. I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Tell him you're going to bed. It was so funny. That was so, that's friendship. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to James chapter 4. It's just a smooth message today about friends. <laughs> no, it's not a message about, you going to hell, you're going to pass eternity. You already know that. But don't come to me I do that. Okay, James 4 4 says, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enemy against God, and whosoever will therefore be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I'm gonna read it again. Ye adulterers and adulterous, know ye not that friendship of the world is enemy with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. I didn't write it. Don't be calling me, threatening me, or texting me saying, we're gonna get you because you're saying that. (laughs) I don't care. Your life, when you get saved, is supposed to be simplified in Christ Jesus. I said it's supposed to be simplified, not trashed out. Friendship with the world. What is the Lord saying here? He means friendship with the world. You admire the world and everything about the world. More than you do the things of God. You got more unsafe friends. Do you have safe friends? Some of y'all ain't got no safe friends. Y'all want to keep all those unsafe folks around you. You want to keep all those unsafe folks around you 24 hours a day. That's why you can't get nothing from God. You're getting everything cosmetic from this planet and the prince of the air. The Bible said to come out from amongst them and be safe, separated, safe, God, and I will receive you unto myself. We got to come out and stay out. Don't come over here on a vacation. You want to go on vacation, go on a region cruise line or carnival cruise line or go to Jamaica or Aruba. Go the vacation spot. But salvation is a vacation. You got you, you're missing up the word vacation and salvation. They're two different words. They have totally two different meanings. Look at that verse. It's telling you, you adulterers and adulterers, Know that know ye not that friendship with the world and enemy with God, and whosoever will be a friend of the world. And guess what? It comes in all sizes. You say, What are you talking about? It comes in all sizes enemy, being God's enemy comes in all sizes, colors, races, nationality. What you do for Christ's last. What you do command does not, because he always wants you to do something else. Man will always want you to do more than you already done. But the other thing, If you love the world more than you love the things of God, you're going to be lost, that's guaranteed. He said, love not the world, nor the things in the world. There's nothing wrong with having a nice car, a nice house, money in the bank, blah, 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 has stock, security. Hey, that's not a sin. I know a lot of preachers used to say, that's the devil's stuff. That's a lie. The Bible said God has given us all things to enjoy. Read your Bible. He said, You have not, but you ask not. Some of us ask out of lust to have, not necessity, and not just to have. A fact name. that if you love the things of the world more than you love God, you are his enemy. That's a fact. Ain't nobody, I don't care what you say, I don't care what you do. If you love the things in the world, if you idolize it, oh! You know what mess a lot of people up? They idolize the Hollywood stars and the TV stars. They worship them. The only people that go to the bathroom like you, they some of them just bless the act. I was watching a, a movie with Chadwick Boltzmann, I think his name was, right? Okay. Now, I admire him for one thing he was a great actor. But outside of that, I watched the movie with him, 21 21 Bridges last night. I seen it before, but I wanted to watch it. But I looked at the movie differently and I looked at him differently. I could really look and see in his face that he was actually sick. I didn't notice it before, but now when I watched the movie, I could see how sick he really was. I seen it because they had a scene where he was running, right? And then he stopped and pulled the guy, and he had he had a whole had a, He had a kitchen burn And then when I seen him walking, he was walking with a sickle. I didn't see that before. I wasn't paying that. wasn't paying attention. But his friends loved him to the end. He's respected, even as he's dead. But he's respected because he did something most actors didn't do. He worked. Even when he was dying. And he kept it, he didn't go in the cry. I'm dying, nope. We heard our, we're supposed to be saved, we heard our little finger, we cried. Oh, my finger, oh, my, Here's the man died from cancer with no cure. He still did his job, and that's what God wants us to do, do what we're supposed to do. He wants us to walk before him without excuse. The Bible said he that endures to the end, the same shall be saved. He didn't say that those that endure for a week. Oh, I could go in and show you scripture about people endure just for a week. When the trials and the test run, they run off the road. They backlight. I'm not serving God because all these hard problems are coming. The truth is, beloved, my friend, the truth is in life, you're going to have issues to deal with Everybody. and you need Christ to help you. In fact, check this out. I ordered some stuff. Once I ordered some stuff well, a couple of months or so ago, they never said the delivery man decided not to deliver it. I had to call them and get the, the contact. Having to contact them, have them deliver it again. I ordered some other stuff. They sent me something out right in order. I'm fighting trying to get in touch with them, and now to send me the right stuff. But however, in this life, you're always going to deal with different things. Friendship is something that's sound and that is lasting. And that's what God wants to be your friend. Look at that verse one more time. Ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that friendship of the world is enemy with God, and whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Now you know why you got so many problems. Now you know why people have so many issues they deal with, because they're a friend of the world and an enemy of God. They're so wrapped up in the world to so God become their enemy, and they shout hallelujah too. They shout hallelujah. You got to watch yourself. I got to watch myself. I got to keep myself in check. I'm serious. We got to watch ourselves, but so we don't destroy our friendship with God. Amen. Oh, we some stubborn people. I always uh, talk about that scripture. Uh, 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 In all our ways, acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. We don't want to follow that scripture. Most of us don't want to follow that scripture because it means that we got to ask God what he thinks about this. And then wait for his reply. Not just go tell God, oh, I'm going out on Fifth Street. All right, I'll see you later. You got to wait for God to reply back. And that's how we mess up. We do, we, we do. We mess up because we don't wait on God. I'm talking about personal experience. I'm not telling you about something I don't know. <clears throat> when I was younger, if I had, if I just waited on God a little longer, I would have made 99% of mistakes. mistakes I made back then. But I can't change that now. That's a whole funny thing. It's already over. It's already gone. I'll stand in eternity and I'll give account for whatever whatever I did wrong or whatever I jacked up. I'll give account for it. I thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. My friend this is a topic, you see. It's God. Yeah, friend, and are you here? Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 27. <clears throat> We're just about finished. Just about, just about. Another 10 scriptures now, I'm just show. Proverbs uh, 27 and nine. Proverbs 27 and 9 says, Indian version always, <clears throat> listen to this. Ointment and perfume, perfume rejoice the heart. So doeth the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Let me read it one more time. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. So doeth the sweetness of a man's friend's counsel. Ah. Oh. Party council. Ointment and perfume that, smel- oh. Ointment that smell good. Perfume that smell good. I smell some ointments that make you puke. My grandmother used to have some perfume I used to pass out from. It was that bad. It was popular back then, too. Them old women wore that perfume. I don't know why. I, I smelled it some years ago. Somebody had it. I had to get out of there. That perfume smells so bad! Oh my gosh! I thought it was a truth, truth serum. <laughs> it smells awful. I can't remember the name of it. <clears throat> it sure was a white diamond, Elizabeth Taylor one. <laughs> no, but that perfume smells so bad. Is she flinging it on out? I don't remember my grandmother doing it. Blah blah blah. All the women back then they was wearing it. It smells so nasty. Me, I'm a little guy, man. That stuff stinks. Some years ago, I smelled somebody with that perfume my Don't know the name of it to this day. No, I would never buy it for my wife, and she would never be bringing that in the house. I thought right out, I'll give her money for something else, but that's going out. Do <laughs> you hear spraying that stuff around me? <laughs> but, ain't make it ain't me! most of the time. It's supposed to, be, ooh, uh, 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 to make you feel better when you're hurting or something, like that you put on your body. But then they have some nice smelling on it. you can put on your And we all know they have some nice perfume. Oh, my goodness. I, I have a cologne that my pastor used to wear. Man, when that man wore that cologne, you knew he was. He had this just, just the way he was. And the essence of it was still there. And it was really nice. So it's just exciting to know that the scripture's talking about, ointment of perfume rejoices the heart, so do the sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. You hear what it says? The sweetness of a friend's hearty counsel. What is he talking about? He's telling you heartily good counsel about something. That's That's a real friend. A real friend is gonna give you good counsel. A real friend is not going to tell you go are going to rob no bank. That's not a friend. That's your enemy. Because so When you getting shot up, <laughs> they won't be there. I remember an individual that I personally know. He agreed with some of his friends to rob this man. Now, listen, it's a wacky story. It's the first of a kind that I heard. Uh, he agreed to rob this man. They a plot to rob this man, <clears throat> but the dummy chickened out. Listen to this. The dummy chickened out with his friends are gonna rob the man. So what happened was they robbed the man and stabbed him. On the flip side, the man was here illegally. So when he wound up in the hospital, he wound up getting deported. So here's all the flip side of the story. When the young guys got caught, and the cops were uh, interrogating them, and they mentioned the friend's name. Well, he was in on it, uh, but he didn't come with us, but he agreed with us. We were going to go rob this man. I don't know if he to just stabbing or whatever, but I don't know about that. So they interrogated, got the friend. He went down to the precinct, and all the police officers asked him one thing. Would well, you will not believe this individual opened his mouth like a water faucet. He poured out everything on the table. The cops didn't have to say nothing. They just put him away for three years. <laughs> he ran it on himself. If he was smart, he would have said, I don't know what you're talking about. I ain't saying nothing. No. He said, yeah, I had planned to do it, but I chickened out. He was cooked when he said that. He didn't need nothing else. He confessed. He wasn't even there, but he went to jail for three and a half years by guilt by association. friend. My friend. They, he was saying they're my friend. He's that type of person. He's my friend. I love my Oh, he loves his friend. My friend. I love my friend. So he went to jail with his friends. They didn't want to see him, though. <laughs> ah! That is so funny. They didn't want, they were fighting and carrying on in the jail. Not funny. But hearty counsel from a friend will leave you blessed. Counsel from my friend will leave me blessed. If you notice, God called Abraham his friend. Oh my gosh, that's exciting! He called Abraham his friend, he gave Abraham hearty and counsel and told him, You're gonna have a family that's big as the sand in the seashore. Isn't that something he promised Abraham? He gave it to him. That's just amazing about God, being his friend. Hearty, counsel will change the looks on your face and your consonants and your mouth. You have the right person talk to you, he'll lift you out of your nightmare time. Having the right person give you counsel, that's why I'm open. I'll listen to counsel. I'll consider when people tell me stuff. I'll consider and see what the Lord has to say. If he's going to direct me, I'll consider. I'm not a proud man where I'll say I won't consider. I'll listen. Sometimes I don't say nothing. I don't respond right off the bat. I'll listen. And then sometimes I'll go to some of my advisors and say, what do you have to say about this? I'm going to weigh it in the ballot. I don't want to be a proud man because you can't walk with God as a proud man. No, he don't like that process. Let's move on. Let's go to Proverbs 6 and 3 real quick. Proverbs 6 and 3. Look what the verse says. Proverbs 6 and 3 says, Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself when thou art come into the hand of thy friend. Go humble thyself and make sure thy friend. Let me read it one more time. Do this now, my son, and deliver thyself. When thou come into the hand of thy friend, go humble thyself and make sure thy friend. Ah, oh, that would save us so much misery. If we humble ourselves and go make sure that person that we say, my friend, is really your friend. A person that's your friend, when you go visit them, they'll make sure they're available to see you. They won't make sure they're not. They'll make sure they're available. That's a real friend. You come a distance to see them and they know you're coming, they're going to find a way to see you. If I called any of my friends right now and told them I was coming tomorrow, they're going to try and find a way, even if it's after work, or they're going to say, I went to one friend's house. In Florida. I was upset with him, but he had to go to work. We went to the supermarket together, but he had to go to work. And um, I had somebody to take me back to the other part of Florida. But I got to see him. He got to see me. But the whole thing was he knew he had to go to work, but he wanted to spend it for it an hour all the way. I came all the way from New York and went to Florida. Yes, while I was in Florida, I wanted to see him, and I got to see him for about an hour. That's right. I was happy. But when you look at this scripture here, do this now, my son, and deliver yourself. Why is he saying deliver yourself? He's saying deliver yourself so you don't fall into a snare with somebody else to destroy you. He wants you to deliver yourself to make sure that person's really your friend and not somebody else to destroy you, destroy your family. Oh, Take your job. Take your money. You got to make sure that person is your friend. So humble yourself and listen and make sure that person is really for you, and not against you. You got to make sure the person is really for you and not against you so you can receive the friendship blessing. You ain't receiving that if the person's not your friend. I'm telling you now, you're not gonna receive those blessings until you make sure that person is your friend. They're not your friend. I don't care how hard you try. You are not gonna succeed with them around you. They will do everything in your power, their power to destroy you and not Mm -hmm. your friend. But the whole thing with the scripture here, It saves us from ourselves and from people that don't care about us. If we just go and humble ourselves, make sure that person really your friend. When we make sure a person really our friend, we can rest easy. We can we can feel more comfortable at what we do. Let's move. Go to uh, John, fifteen and fourteen. You hear what the Lord has to say about friendship. Look at that verse, John 15 and 14. This is the Lord speaking, and this is what he really had to say about friendship with him. It says plainly, Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. That's what the scripture says. They say, yeah, my friend, if you do whatsoever, I command you. Now, there's another scripture say, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say do. That's a harsh scripture, actually. Because it's telling you, you could only be the Lord's friend if you do whatsoever he commands you. Now, he's not going to command you nothing outside of his word. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. You can be the Lord's friend if you do what he commands you to do. That's where we mess up. You gotta do what the Lord commands you to do. You got to do what the Lord say do. You got to do it when the Lord say do. Not when you wanna do it. Today, March 6, 2022. A lot of us need to change the way we do friendship. Everybody said, That's my friend. That's my friend. That's my friend. And that person said, You ain't, we ain't friends. Yeah. You can't be God friend unless you do whatsoever He say. other than that, he don't want to have nothing to do with you. Yeah. I'm not joking you. That's why a lot of people are just religious. They just go to church. They don't have no friendship with God. They don't have a relationship with God, That they don't want to do what he commands them to do, and he commands them to live holy. He said, be holy, for I am holy. Be, follow all men in holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. No man, me, you, and nobody else. People say God ways are unequal. God ways are not unequal, he's fair. And it's just our way to wrap up and twist up. But today you're here. You're watching this broadcast. You're listening to this broadcast. You need to get your act together with your so-called friends and make sure they're really your friend. You need to make sure these people really got your back when things go wrong. You need to make sure they want to serve God along with you. You need to ask God to give you friends. You need to become God's friend. So he could do like with Abraham as Abraham said Isaac he said Israel is my servant Jacob is my chosen but Abraham is my friend and you can put yourself there he could say uh, uh 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 Pastor Jackson is is my servant Pastor Wells is my chosen and then put yourself there but Mary John John is my friend. Put yourself there. Become God's friend. But how to first become God's friend is to repent of your sin. Accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Get Christ in your life. Get Christ moving in your life. Get Christ moving and surrounding in your life. Today, you're here. Let's pray. Let's get right with God. Let's pray pray, pray this sinner's prayer along with me and accept Christ into your life. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. Become my friend and help me be your friend. Help me be your friend according to your word. I accept you today as my Savior. I thank you for rising, dying, and rising on the third day, and sitting on the right hand of God. I thank you now for saving me in Jesus' name, Amen. I want to pray for those. And um, with regard to this war situation with Iran, uh, uh, Russia, and Ukraine, I don't know where everybody that listens to this broadcast come from, because I know I have international people that listen to this broadcast, and some of them one of them friends. Uh, I want to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to stretch out your arm and your arm of mercy and grace. I ask you to touch every little soul in those two countries right now with your mercies, O oh God. Touch your people over there, oh God, both countries, oh God. Show forth your mercy. Show forth your kindness. Break the yokes. I bind the hand of the enemy, oh God. Protect your people, oh God. Save your people, oh God. Stretch forth your hand of mercy. Meet the needs of the people that need food and stuff, God, and shelter, oh God. Oh God, give them the coverage they need and the strength they need to make it another day. Oh God, I thank you for your mercies, for them. I thank you for your kindness, Sermon. I thank you for your wonderful works to us, children of men. I thank you for meeting the need right now in Jesus' name. Amen. That's it, neighbor. I'll see you on Wednesday night. We got to become God's friends. We got to like what God likes. We got to hate what God hates if we're going to serve. If we're going to have eternal life, we have to obey God. I'll see you on Wednesday night at 815 for Bible study. Right here.